Hello, everyone, and welcome to the <clears throat> Core Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, with my co-host, Eric. Eric, how you doing, man? Hello, Ryan. I'm good. How are you doing? Doing great. Fantastic. It's a wonderful Sunday morning. I'm going to be recording like fucking three episodes today. It's going to be wild. What are you recording? Well, I'm recording John Wick with you, and then I'm doing it just working it out after all this with uh, Brandon and Jared at 2 p.m. Gross. Okay. Yeah. So all this week's episodes in one day. Well, that's I wish, good. Wish people were available. Something positive. Sunday. Well, that'd be really nice. And if wish people were available other than just Sundays, that'd be great. Well, you know, some people have lives, right? Mm, the other two don't. Mm, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah. So today we're here to go through the the life and life because they're still a band of Parkway Drive, a band that we've come to love and cherish quite a bit. And we're going to have different differing opinions as we go down the albums, this discography, and I can't wait. I cherish them with my body. They are an incredible band, and I was just watching their their headlining show they did on the fucking boat cruise tour or whatever the hell it is. There's like a boat show that they Ship just rock? did. Yeah. I watched the whole set. It was amazing. And mm-hmm. Their new songs, of course, are um, incredible live. Yeah. With, no, with little crowd performance or crowd um, um, presence until they play old songs. But I felt pretty bad about that. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty noticeable, too. Interesting. I mean, there's people rocking out. I maybe like the camera view didn't show the pit. Now that I think about it, so there might have mm-hmm. been one. But the second they were playing like um, older songs, like everyone, everyone on the boat was moving around. So interesting. Felt pretty well. Bad I that. think I don't know how that works, and I kind of want to go do that because I love cruises and I love metal. So I wouldn't actually be opposed to that. But I almost wonder if they you know like warp tour it where they have to spread it out and honestly all the cruise ships i've been on i'm really curious to see how they do it because i I can't imagine i mean i guess they could use the theater stages but there's like two of those or one and then they have to use the upper deck yeah so they have to so they could only really have a couple stages so i almost wonder if there was like one or or maybe two or three stages and bands playing all at the same time so maybe the crowd was a little um smaller and then maybe they were playing at the same time as somebody else or something you know well it was also late at night so they might have been like tired as fuck from partying all day that's true too because it's a cruise ship you can wake up drinking you can sleep drinking you can fuck drinking you can drink drinking you can drink and drink yeah yeah and then like i saw a video of herman lee from dragon force playing Mm -hmm. through the fire and flames in a bathtub or like (laughs) a spa or something because he they do all of those cruise shows Jeez, um, so every time they do it, he's always jumping in the water or something with the guitar and playing it still. That's legit. Are you trying to go to a ship rock or what? Maybe we'll see. Oh, but um yeah, either way, uh Parkway Drive is huge. Uh we've seen them live <clears throat> several times. Um, a pretty high amount. Um, for me, I know they're, they're on um the higher list of you know bands I've seen on uh, several times. Um, but Eric. When it comes to Parkway Drive, like where did you first find them, and uh, what was that like to see them the first few times too at like Showcase and all that? Well, Ryan, let me tell you, it's one of those things where it's like the stories, the movies that you or the you know stuff that you hear. Like you don't know you're in the moment until you've been out of it for years, and 
I didn't actually listen to them for their first little uh, EP thing that I'm forgetting the name of because I didn't listen to it and I don't like the quality of it. Ugh, I should have been prepared for this. Oh, don't close your eyes. And didn't listen to that. Um, I have listened to it, but at that at that point, I had. And somehow, some way, I found "Killing with a Smile." It's probably because of the PRP, if I had to guess, because um adam d from kill switch produced the full length killing with a smile and at that point you know kill switch was huge for us you know in uh, oh that was like my junior senior year of high school so i got to imagine that that was exactly what happened um, i'm pretty sure it was and then real quickly they actually came out here um they released the killing with a smile on epitaph i believe they re-released it or something like that and and then I went and saw them in uh, a chain re- or not chain reaction um, showcase theater in Corona, uh, which I've seen a lot of big bands there and before they were big, so it was really cool. Uh, they fucking killed it, um, and yeah. So then ever since, I mean, I can't think of the amount of times I've seen them. Got to be upwards of like fifteen to twenty. I was gonna say I've seen them like almost nine to ten times. Yeah, so. it's got a, so yeah, I had a head start on you, so at least yeah. at least fifteen times. Yeah, so that was a showcase in Corona, California. Um, look it up on YouTube. There's R.I.P. Doc- documentaries of it and stuff. The cool thing about that one, which I've talked about numerous times, is just the size of that facility or what it was. Um, it was a little theater. It used to be a movie theater, I think, was what Nan Yipa told me. Um, and so it was a real small theater. In the stage is extremely small size of your bathroom and uh size of the room you're in probably um honestly so uh, it was just really fun to see that and then honestly just to see where they are now um, headlining these festivals and just what they've done and you know they're just a really cool band that you know they they let people in to their lives they've always done that i mean there was a parkway drive dvd out in 09 They've had the Viva La Underdogs thing, which was pretty good. Um, they just released that thing on YouTube last year, um, which was a really tough insight to what they were dealing with, not only through COVID, but even prior to that. Yeah. And so I think that that's what makes them, and they're just, they just seem like honestly cool dudes that that's the reason that I think a lot of people, especially myself and probably you and Chris really relate to them. Cause they just seem like just dudes, surfer dudes that just want to have a good time. They love metal. They, they're fucking awesome. All their CDs are pretty goddamn good. Um, their songs and everything. So it's, there's not much to not like about the guys and their music. So they are in my top three bands of all time favorite. Yeah. I always felt like I fit in with them too, because they were just people who didn't feel like they had to like dress metal and, act like other metal bands they just were dudes who fucking love metal surfing and being with their friends and i've always been able to relate to that so i i've always loved them for that uh but the band themselves eric doesn't even talk about don't close your eyes so i didn't even listen to it so (laughs) yeah i mean it's just a really poor quality i'd love to hear honestly it'd be super that'd be pretty cool actually just considering the amount of production they could put into it and where they are with their playing because when they started they were shit I mean, when you progressively listen to Killing with a Smile and move forward, it's like, and I, I wrote all those notes down and stuff. 
but I mean, you know, the playing of Jeff and Winston's vocals and Ben and just everybody, it picks up. So I actually wouldn't, I think that'd be kind of cool um, if they re-recorded it now with good production and just see how it goes. Because those songs were heavy, like Killing With A Smile. They're just shit quality. And, and like I said, they were young. So that might be kind of cool. Yeah. I think the first time I saw them was uh, the Pomona Glass House, California. Um, another mm-hmm. incredible venue where we've seen so many bands. Um, I think they were playing with... Uh, I forgot who they were playing with, but Winston did like a guest spot on someone's song. But anyways... <clears throat> Yeah, who was that? I don't know. I wish I looked it up. It wasn't Day to Remember, was it? Well, Day to Remember was there. Yeah. Or no, I think it was in Fear and Faith, and then Jeremy came out and did Strength in Numbers still, because I know that he did that for a while when they were playing together. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, yeah, I've seen Parkway several times, Um. and they are just you know, a remarkable band who puts on an incredible show. Uh, their energy is fucking wild, especially uh, Winston. You know, he's singing. So just a really good band live. So if we had to review their live performance, it's like a 10 out of 10. They're perfect. Uh, the guys are seriously crazy. Mm, I found but, it. Oh, what was it? Pulling your pud. The pulling your pud tour. It was, I'm trying to see what that list was, but it was in 09, October 09. Gotcha. <clears throat> um, they played nine songs so they probably weren't headlining but they played boneyards idols siren song guns for show carry on unrest dead man's chest smoke them if you got them and romance is dead god damn yeah so i mean they've done i mean we've just seen them a lot we sure have and uh i highly recommend anyone uh going out of your way to see them live if you can that's even exactly with their new music it, and that's exactly what it was Ryan. what data remember and fear and Faith. it was a data remember i see stars and fear and mm. Faith parkway gotcha yeah but anyway so let's um let's get into this let's get into it bitch so killing starting off with smile. killing with a smile uh for the longest time was actually my favorite record by them um not only was it like the first one we basically listened to, but I just always felt like some kind of attachment to it. Uh, but this last week we listened to the entire discography and uh, obviously that changed. But in terms of Killing With A Smile, this was probably the heaviest album I have listened to, I think, at the time. Um, but, Eric, you know, when you listen to this album, like what did it do for you, you know, in terms of like being a fan of metal and metalcore and all that, like how, how big was this album for you? I mean, it was pretty big at the time. I mean, um, honestly, I feel like maybe it hadn't been something. It was like, I don't know, man, it was kind of a, it was kind of new. I mean, obviously it was a new record, but I'm saying like the sound of it all was kind of new. Winston's Winston's vocals, especially is not really, I don't, I can't think of anybody that's really kind of even similar. Yeah. Uh, at least off the top of my head. And I think that that resonates with um, having them stand aside on top of just, I don't know, man. It's just like when you really think about it and you know a little bit more about it 20 years down the road, it's pretty amazing how they created that album. And maybe it was a lot to do with Adam D producing it, 
but to be so young um, and barely know their instruments, as they have said numerous times, <laughs> um, yeah, and do the the chants and the you know Jeff's guitar work. Although Jeff was, he obviously was good at the time. He was a little bit more seasoned. He was probably the best. Yeah, he was probably the best player out of everybody in the the band. Um, as far as what I've they've said and. You know, I don't know, man. It just really hit hard. You know, it was something new, but but not really. And now everything that we've listened to beyond, um, you know, uh, 06, when Killing With a Smile came out, it's like a lot of people have copied that. And, you know, they it was a, it's a staple to the metalcore uh, genre. You know, I don't think anybody listens to metalcore that doesn't know that album and hasn't heard it. And um, it's just really... It's just a like to me. It's a classic, honestly. I think it just like, I think it just fucking comes for you, man. When you start so, off with giving yeah, me like, God right? damn. Okay, so like my first note when again we all listen, we listen to each one. My first note, heavy. That like that just put heavy. Yeah, that was the first thing that I I, I said. Um, and and that's exactly what. It, but it also is relentless. It doesn't really let up. There's no soft songs. There's no. It doesn't um, stop. It There's just like goes. maybe one point in the record where it's kind of just guitar work a little bit, but other well, it's than so that, hard to speak without a tongue is where he Jeff is doing a lot more okay. uh, riffs, and I would say that that's where it kind of like slows down a, a bit, but then it picks right back up and it doesn't fucking let it off. Yeah, I mean, I wrote a Quintus melodic metalcore record. Yeah, one of if not, and um, you know, even look even. In, um, Winston sounds great. He sounds raw. Um, the production I think could be better, but I think for the most part, he sounds, you know, pretty fucking good. That's another thing. And then it had amazing hooks has amazing breakdowns. I mean, when they, they line up the, the, uh, you know, romance is dead. It's crying me a fucking river bitch. They, they do uh, picture perfect, pathetic, lifeless, you know, lifeless. I mean, it's yeah. just mutiny. Everything you fucking love dies, but they're chanting that. You know, I mean, I just I wrote all this stuff down. I mean, you know, great song titles. Yeah, great song uh, for that record as well. You know, uh, memorable stuff that you know. Yeah, I think the the record is just fucking awesome. It's amazing. It's an awesome debut album, and I think that really set them off. And then, and it's crazy how when you do listen to this and I hadn't listened, I haven't really listened to Parkway, especially the older stuff in, in a couple months or something. And like, fuck dude. So you get in through killing with a smile and then you jump into horizons, which we'll get to, but it's like, fuck, how did you guys do that? Like jump to that, you know? But um, I did notice too. And I don't know if you remember this, but Apple music doesn't have the Yippie motherfucker. I noticed that. Yeah, it's kind of sad. They I, I also it. not have the Pirates of the Caribbean part. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they probably don't want to pay for it or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I didn't look into it, but I'm sure there's something to do with that. Yeah, I, I mean, know. it just makes. But yeah, sense. I totally forgot about that part right in the beginning. Yeah, because you'd basically. I mean, it's such a small amount of audio, though. I didn't think it'd be that big of a deal. It's literally yeah. not even like ten seconds. But uh, all right. Well, 
You pretty much said everything I would say. What else do you want to say about it before we get into it? Well, I just, I, another note I had in here was just really good guitar work again from Jeff showcasing his ability on that record. I wrote a couple notes like the last minute of Romance is Dead. Um, It's hard to speak without a tongue intro, the last minute of hard to speak without a tongue as well. And then Smoke of Me, if you got him, the last two minutes is just his guitar work. And honestly, I mean, I think. And again, and you know what I bet too. Um, obviously, Jeff's very good, but I'm sure um, working with Adam D was a was kind of a blessing for those guys, and uh, that probably helped because uh, you know Adam D at that time he had produced a lot of good records. Um, he was the sought after producer at that time. I feel like you know for everybody was kind of everybody was long time. Yeah. I mean the good good lyrics, lyrics that that's another thing about Winston's vocals is even though he's yelling at you and screaming at the top of his lungs, you can understand mo- most if not everything he says. So when he's yelling at you, if looks could kill, you'd be a fucking shotgun. It's like oh, <laughs> you know. And so I think that record just in general is is just a staple. Um, it's one of my favorites from them. If I haven't got, I didn't. I didn't uh, personally, I didn't purposefully put a, a list together because I figured we would, but I'm going to kind of shoot off the cuff, I think, with that. But the only other thing I wanted to say is my favorite songs is Romance is Dead, Give Me, give me, an AD, give me a D, Pandora, I mean the whole album, but it's like half the album, Pandora, Mutiny, Smoke Me If You Got Them. Those are like the ones that really, for me, are pivotal. And if there's a song you didn't like, what would it be? Because mine's Blackout. Like that one was just like the the song I took the least from, you know, like not that it's a bad song. I still think I it's a great song. I'm know. just saying, like, if I had to choose one, that's the one I'd go with because yeah, I've seen most of the other songs live and mm-hmm. I just I wouldn't give up on them live, you know. Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to listen again. I didn't think about songs. I mean, there's a couple there is a couple albums later in the row in the back that pissed me off with a couple songs, so but this one, I if I had to guess, I'd say I'm fine with all of them. I don't think there's a bad song. Yeah, yeah. I was just throwing it out there because it's such a tough thing to say. Um, but fun at the same time. Um, yeah, for whatever reason, my old Horizons doesn't download correctly either. You have to delete it completely. Yeah. On Apple Music and then re-download it. Um, and speaking of Horizons, three years later... 20, um, 2009 we get Horizons and I you know I think at the time when that came out um, I really don't remember that one hitting me as hard like Killing with a Smile did but I think as they toured more out here and we got to see them and then they had that um, shit what's the the DVD I can't think of the name of it they had a DVD come out at that time too, around that time, which really showcased and highlighted Horizons, and it, it made it, I think, even more special. I mean, I know it was awesome, anyways, but oh yeah, they did do a Horizons DVD. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. It was, was for Deep Blue, though, wasn't it? I don't remember. I'll, I'll look right now. But either way, the point is, those band DVDs were something special because when Azalea Dying did "This Is Who We Are" DVD. It's pretty fucking epic too. 
Mm-hmm. Before he tried murdering his wife. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. Well, he wasn't going to do it. He was going to hire somebody to do it. You know what? That's the thought that counts. Yeah. So it wasn't really going to be on him. Yeah, it's true. Anyway. Yeah, I don't see it on here, but yeah. And I think that added to the um, the Horizons mythos, if you will, because they definitely, when we were able to see them, I'm looking at it right now, I do remember that. April April and May 2009, the band went on tour with Stick to Your Guns, My Children, My Bride. And when we saw them, they played with Comes the Horseman. We definitely saw that one. Oh, did you go to that? You didn't even go. I've seen my, my children, my bride once, and it was back then. So yeah, but you didn't go to that one. That was the yeah. one where we you were whatever. I don't know what was wrong with you. That was where we took the road trip. Me, Andrew, Eddie, oh. Christopher, Kevin, or um, um, Mike and Jay. We were all down there for two shows. Out. Uh, in oh, San that Diego. one. Yes, 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 yes. No, you didn't go to that one. Yeah, I don't think I was invited because I was too young. Um, beach. I don't think it was that, to be honest. You're probably too busy playing have Pokemon. Uh, Xbox. Yeah, I wasn't really playing Pokemon that much in 2009. I was playing 360, the golden era of video games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and again, again, <laughs> Horizons. Um, just it more of the same, but probably better. You know, the, I, I wrote in here. Well, it's more of the same, but a lot better, technically. Yeah. So that's what I noticed about. That's like the main note I had. Like, I'm, I just let had mental notes. But this was like the big thing that I noticed immediately going from Killing with a Smile to Horizons is that the quality and just the overall musicianship. Yeah. is like astronomically different, in my opinion. That's the and first that's still three. saying with Killing with a Smile being good. Yeah, that's the first three notes I have. I have, again, showcasing Jeff's guitar work. Ben's drums are quicker and more precise. And Winston's more punctual in his screaming. And it, it, it just sounds better. Like, he enunciates a lot better immediately. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, at, at the top, like, Winston really does have scream vocals that just are very unique to him. I think that's why they stand out till this day, even with their new shit. Mm-hmm. Like, he just, he just doesn't. No one else sounds like him. You know, Actually, I'm listening to Blackout right now. It's still pretty good. <laughs> I forgot how good Blackout is. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a bad song on either one of these albums. No, for sure. Or like, not even a bad song, but just like a lull. Yeah, like there's nothing like, ah, man, that really kind of slowed the album down. Because we're going to get into that, definitely. It will happen. Yeah. I also wrote in here that they did everything they did on uh, Killing With a Sm- Smile, but did it better on Horizons. Yeah, I feel like they just took it up a notch. I feel like Killing with a Smile is like a, just a straight studio album, and Horizons is like let's also make songs that are for fans live too, because like all of these songs that they play live from this album, like are so goddamn iconic, really well. Yeah, yeah, they're just like holy shit when you hear the fucking riff or just mm-hmm. when, the second Jeff, 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 Jiffy, uh, Jeff, Jiffy Butter, um, Peanut Butter. When Jeff starts like playing some of these fucking riffs, you're like, dude, fuck yeah, like we're in for a treat. And everyone starts chanting all of his solos now. Um, that started after Mexico. Blue came out. Is that what it was? Mexico? Yeah, well, it was in South America. I want to say it was in Mexico, but it could have been lower than that. 
Yeah, and they just haven't stopped doing it since, and they still do do it till this day. Um, That's why I want to go see them. I, I kind of irritated. I missed them in the uh, when they played Wiltern a couple months ago. Yeah, because uh, if they play uh, what's it, darker still, the whistling, I want to hear that. Yeah. But. So, I just think this album just took everything Killing with a Smile did and was like a true sequel to it, but it also said like, here's what we can do in the, the these next few years. Like, here's what we bring to the table. And um, I mean, starting with Begin and then going straight into Siren Song, just another like slap in the fucking face. Like, we're going, bitch. And yeah. it ain't slowing down. <laughs> um, and this song, all or I'm sorry, this, this record also doesn't really slow down at all. Uh, you just kind of keep going. You're on for a ride. And uh, yeah, I mean, right there off, like you said, with, with Siren Song, the fucking guitar. Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, though, is like when I listened to all these records when I was younger, I just hit shuffle. And so now when a new record comes out for the last, what, three years, we've been kind of been doing it. I start from beginning to end, you know, no shuffle, just go from the way the the writers did, you know, the musicians, you know, release the record. So to go back and listen to Horizons with no shuffle was truly a fucking treat. And mm. uh, it was so fun to also immediately listen to it after Killing With A Smile and really grasp the difference in musicianship, like I said, and I just can't not like harping that enough like it, it's just huge like just mm. the difference here uh in quality and um yeah this shit just gets you pumped up man and that's why I, like i always laugh when people like talk shit on us listening to this kind of music I'm like you just are missing out <laughs> yeah um what's your favorite song off the record i mean i wrote siren song carry on five months boneyards idols and anchors and breaking point but i th- I think Horizons Idols and Anchors is, really, is easily the best. Yeah. But Horizons is great too. Yeah. So when I was listening to it, I got to Horizons and I was like, fuck. It's kind of an epic. It's an epic way to end that album, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, just a really good song. It's a, lo- it's a little bit larger song than what they normally play. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say Siren Song, Carry On, and Idols and Anchors are probably like the top. With Horizons, I guess. Top uh, songs for me. And then uh, that's most of... And then again, you know, they had the, the sing-alongs, the chants again, you know. Um, the only I've, There's two that I wrote down, Siren Song, Dead by First Light, and that just kind of hits you. And then the other one I wrote down was the, uh, I guess, kind of the lead-up to the breakdown on Boneyards, where they're saying sinking, always sinking. There's blood, in the, and then he says... The there's blood in the water and just fucking hits. Oh yeah, I mean that's a, that's a really good part. Yeah. The other thing, not. I mean, you know, the, the cool thing about Horizons too is once they actually started gaining traction and people understood, like they were just some surfer dudes, and and they kind of makes Horizons a little more special. Um, kind of, especially with all the song titles. I mean, yeah, so with many, the song like, titles C- kind of. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, see chanty, you know, seafarer like type songs of folklore and old stories that carry on's literally decaying meat. <laughs> like, fucking, that's I mean, that's the meaning of carry on. Mm-hmm. Uh, siren song is you know, sirens are mermaids and stuff. Um, I just think you know, feed them to the pigs, you know, feed people to the sharks off, you know, walk the plank. Um, idols and anchors, you got moments in oblivion, oblivion's hell. Like they're just goddamn, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, well this is something we're gonna I'm talk sorry, about. Winston's lyrics are 
I was gonna say we're gonna get into Winston's hate against God here in a bit with the next few albums. Oh yeah, brother. Um, but after you called it out, <laughs> like, dude, the last three records, like he's been shitting on God and the devil. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, well, that's uh, well, to... yeah. When I called you, I don't think you were there just yet, or you maybe I wasn't there yet. I was um because I think Deep Blue touches on it a little bit, but he really goes off like starting once with once it hits Atlas Iron or it's more like Iron Revenants and I would say it's stuff. more the last three. Um. I think there's like references to it, but yeah, the last three records for sure. Like, fuck you, God, Mm -hmm. Um, which is pretty intense. So yeah, Winston's lyrics and just the song titles, just there's, you just know you're in for a fucking treat. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, it's love to say Autos and Anchors is my favorite. I am listening to Horizons right now, like very, very low on my AirPod. Mm -hmm. Um, It is really cool. Like when you hear, the acoustic guitar in the intro you're like oh like are we gonna get something slow nah <laughs> they just yeah. get right back to it um and thankfully we have seen this song live and it's very very good live so um yeah i would just say like uh these two records should definitely be in like the smithsonian of like metalcore as a museum they're just they're just that good and so many bands are heavily influenced by these records as you could tell like in today's music and stuff so um it's it's pretty fucking sick to be able to talk about this band finally and um kind of just reminisce on like all the live shows we went to i mean we're we were kind of spoiled too and like i would say like your first 10 appearances with them you know like it was just these two records you know like um they heavily toured on killing with a smile and horizons like hardcore yeah Um, so we we were definitely um like you said i saw them a good amount of i want to say i saw them least twice when they're touring on i saw twice for deep blue i know deep that blue yeah. yeah and then i think once for atlas or uh one for atlas and then i think two for ire two or three for ire i know i've seen vice grip several times live yeah so <clears throat> we can jump into deep blue 2010 and yeah, i think we're ready for deep blue. when i listened to it and obviously i know the record but when I listen to it, it's not really. And then when you think of Parkway, that's not really the record that you think of. Um, and at least not for me. And I even wrote a note in here after listening to it, you know, is this an underrated album question mark? And I said, when I think of Parkway, I don't think of deep blue, but why, but looking at the timelines, I think um, it's because of uh, they're so close. So I think Horizons came out deeper. 2008. By the way, I think the deluxe edition was 2009. Because if oh, I, I remember, I remember living in the moment. It felt like a long period before Deep Blue came out. Mm-hmm. So I think we got to double check that. Oh no, I guess it was a long time. Oh seven, released October seven. I was going to say Horizons was out right after Killing with a Smile. Hmm. Well, either way, so we have a three year gap. Of them touring on two records, and then we get Deep Blue. Yeah. Um. Well, Deep Blue, I do enjoy Deep Blue. I first, like I said, for some reason, it just wasn't um, at the time. I just don't think of that record when I think of Parkway that much. Um, I love the album cover, by the way. Yeah, it's one of my favorite album covers. Plus, they changed up their logo a little bit and kind of did the cursive or whatever it's called, which is really just another cool little thing. Um, but, you know, this record is, I wrote in here, um, 
the change between Horizons and Deep Blue, Winston's vocals are raspy and a little bit more harsher, I feel like. And not in a bad way or anything. And then the other thing I wrote in here, is this their heaviest album, question mark, because it's really, I mean, it's just really heavy, to be quite honest. it's Yeah, I think technically it is. Like, actually, no, until this day, it probably is their heaviest. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, and oh, yeah, again, I, I noticed well, that, tr- sorry, Ben's drumming was at another level, even more, you know. Um, I didn't write down any songs in, in particular, but. Well, Unrest. Yeah, Unrest. So I'm listening to it right now. I, I just finished Samsara, and now I went straight to Unrest. Oh, like, Samsara's fucking cool. Yeah, it is. But Ben's, like, drum, like, the grooves that he's playing right there, just on the floor toms. Just like going back and forth, like mm-hmm. no, like this shit's heavy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean Leviathan. I mean Sleepwalker's good, and I think, I think my favorite song on the record is Karma. Still, not only because the music video, but just because it's really good live. I don't know if you remember the visa video. I know they're on the beach and they're playing in the water and shit. Like <laughs> they're literally. Oh. Surfing. It's just they just went back home and recorded a music video in the water and shit. Like literally, at one point, Jeff is just playing a solo in the water <laughs> like, i'll have to rewatch it it was a very goofy video and i really loved it yeah uh, but i mean that's cool that's why i like them they're goofy dudes like they don't give a fuck you know their basis is one of the goofiest dudes i've seen fucking jaya damn r.i.p but i mean uh, again you know this record's just it's just another step up um it's a little different, and I'm not really sure why. Uh, well, there's a lot of the production in it. The production is extremely different than the last two. Um, I remember when this album came out, I had a really hard time. Like, I loved it, but I also didn't like love it nearly as much as Horizons and Killing with a Smile. Um, so it was this. So Horizons Killing with a Smile was also both of those were recorded by Adam D. Deep Blue was the first one where they veered off with a different producer. Gotcha. So, I mean, I'm sure that that has a little bit to do with, you know, any any adjustments that they did. But, yeah, I just felt like the guitars were a little, like, muddy. Um, they just felt, they didn't feel as clean as their last records. Um, which is funny because the drums sound damn near perfect besides, like, the snare. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm like, right now, I just listened to the beginning of Sleepwalker. I just think, like, the snare sounds a little different. Um but like you like kind of like Winston's voice though, like you said, Winston's voice is raspy. So I almost wonder if they were going for like a dirty sound, like a rugged. Well, this sound. is definitely the record that's kind of nasty and dirty and yeah. But man, but it's still done so fucking well. I oh, mean, no, it's it really amazing. yeah is. And I agree with you. I think this is the most underrated record besides maybe another one we'll get into later. Um, but I I love this record so much. Like I love it yeah. so so much. It's so good. Yeah, like I said, I think it's. And maybe it's just me, but um, when I think of Parkway, I don't think of Deep Blue, but it really should be because it's the whole goddamn thing's good. And so I know that they toured. I saw them on this record. They had a tour with, um, fuck, I can't remember. I do. I did see it too. I'd have to look. Oh, was it Amity Affliction? No, no. Give me. Really. You pause, pause it quick. Yeah, pause it and reset. And we'll be right back. All right, we are back. Eric went to go grab his 
concert ticket scrapbook, which is super badass. Um, we did hold on to most of our tickets. I think there's only like a few I don't have. I have well, the downside is, yeah, the downside is I was just thinking about it too when I was walking walking away. A lot of the like last five years was all digital, or there was yeah. nothing, but it was all digital shit. So I don't have the actual stubs. But the one I was talking about that I saw them actually touring on Deep Blue was March twelfth, twenty eleven. And it was Parkway Drive headlining their tour with White Chapel's tour. They put them together at the House of Blues in LA, which is gone now. Um, but it was Parkway Drive with Set Your Goals, Ghost Inside, and the Warriors. And then they also added on White Chapel, Acacia Strain, and Vale of Man, which was just, I mean, that whole thing was so fucking good. There was, I don't remember who I went with though. Um, I don't think it was Chris. I want to say maybe it was Corey or Brad. Might have been Corey, but yeah, that uh, that in and of itself was just awesome. I believe they played mostly Deep Blue on that tour. Yeah, well, because I I remember too though um, when they came back, they came back with like In Heart's Wake, and In Heart's Wake wasn't there the first day at House of Blues Anaheim or San Diego, so we went and saw them again somewhere else. So we saw Parkway twice in Wiltern, the Wiltern, yeah, at the Wiltern. I remember yeah, that. Eddie and his wife. We got like the fucking front row, man. Oh my god. Yeah, with Shan. Yeah. Yeah. Who else played on uh, Thy Art is Murder? Yes. 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 And then, and then in Hearts Wake. I think it was like almost all Australians. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. That was a badass tour. Um, yeah, dude. Deep Blue is just really, really good. There's not a bad song on it. No. There's but across the board again, just like Horizons, everything stepped up. Jeff's guitar, uh, Ben on the drums, um, Luke with the rhythm. I just think like across the board, they just did really good again. Um, I just, for whatever reason, like I said, when it came out, it just didn't resonate with me like a lot, like it does now. Um, yeah, there's just something about it. I think it's like it's almost like we got hyped up just off the cover art alone. Because you're right, this is one of my favorite album arts. Um, and I would say just because it's called like Deep Blue and connecting it to Horizons and once again just like see folklore and shit. I just thought that maybe we would have got like a Horizons part two, um, which we got in terms of heaviness. But I just feel like this album really does stand on its own as something mm-hmm. different. And uh, I really like it a lot. Yeah. So <clears throat> and then we depart two years later to Atlas, which I still really actually love this record. Um, although yeah, I this, don't. Correct. The, I love this record. Um, there's one song in here that absolutely pisses me off for about 15 seconds. Um, I counted. Um, okay. But <laughs> the uh, the album itself, I actually really like. Um, I'm not. I don't remember why you don't like it as much or at all. But um, I just got bored. So like Dream Run, I don't like Dream Run. Sounds like everything they've done. This is I just got to the point where like if songs sounded similar to their old stuff, I didn't care for it. But I I had a hard time finishing this. That's all I can remember. And I really don't know why. Hmm. I think it was it was towards the end because I still love Wild Eyes and Dark Days. Slow Surrender is fucking cool. The river's great. 
You didn't like the back half of the song? Atlas is album? great. Yeah, sleight of hands, whatever. Sleight of hands, okay. Snake oil and holy water, whatever. Snake oil and holy water, and then blue and the gray is fucking awesome. I love blue and the gray. That's probably my favorite song on this record. Yeah, blue and the gray is good. But and then Alice is really good. I think for Alice me, is amazing. That's my favorite song. Yeah, I mean, I think for me when you get to the river and then you get to swing, it's like, okay, cool. Swings is pretty good. Um, it's a little, it's a kind of quick song, but it's track number eight, slow surrender. Now the song itself is semi slow. Um, but this is the one song that pisses me the fuck off because they throw like this weird turntable edit with his vocals. Oh, and I fuck God, I, I I will listen through it because it's 15 seconds, but I hate it. I hate every second. I yeah, really do. It's right at the beginning, too. Yeah. No, it's not. That is kind of weird. No, it's not. No, it's, not. it's not in the beginning. It's like halfway. Oh, yeah. It's at 240, 248. Yeah. And I, that is a, that throws me off. It is Which, like stupid. I said, which, like I said, the song itself, Slow Surrender, is pretty good. Um, but that part, man, that fucking kills the vibe for me. I mean, honestly, it just... And so I wrote a lot of notes for this. You know, I, I feel like it's a great start with Spark and then heads into Old Ghosts, New Regrets. Mm-hmm. Um, again, with the chanting, Born With Nothing, We Die Alone on Old Ghosts, New Regrets. I thought it was a good follow-up to Deep Blue. It is less heavy, and in regards to Winston's voice, it's a good follow-up with the drumming and guitars again. And in for the production and those, it's like a step forward to me. But -hmm. again, I think that was just, you know, what Deep Blue was. is just kind of like a raspy, dirty production. Um, But... I wrote that down. I said there's an awesome drum moment in swing for Ben. Um, and again, with the, the lyrics, it's the years in your life, uh, not the year, not the life in your years, or vice versa, on the river. I can't remember. I wrote that down. I wrote that down. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I, my favorite songs, Wild Eyes, Dark Days, River, Swing, Atlas, Deep, or, uh, Blue and the Gray. So, you know, I really like this record. Um, I, why don't you like this record? I don't know. I just had a hard time getting through it because I do like a lot of the songs on it. I just, I got bored. Like nothing really hit me. Yeah, I wonder if it's because like... I don't know. That's weird. Uh, wonder well, if it's like really that different. I mean, yeah. the surrender with the guitars in the beginning. Yeah, that's different. The river with a lady in it. That's different. Wild eyes. Jeff going full like, you know, live band performance, but in the studio mm-hmm. um, with his guitars. I mean, that's great. I thought Atlas. What I think what pissed me off is that Atlas, for whatever reason, came on first. I think I accidentally had shuffle on. And so I thought that was the beginning of the album just because it's mm-hmm. been so long. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, it's fucking Sparks. And I was like, man, Alice was such a better opener. <laughs> You're dumb. Um, 
I don't know. I just I legitimately got bored of listening to this album. And hmm. I'm pretty sad about that because, like I said, I really do love this band to death and these guys. But I just didn't do anything for me. I think Iyer's way better. I know. That's the album I didn't expect to love listening to. And I yeah, no, every I mean, second of it. I've always liked Atlas. Um, I can see where there's a potential for somebody to, to get a little bored, especially when you listen to disc- discographies. This album itself does sound a lot of the same. I think that's so, what it is. So when I, yeah. so I don't know how you're doing it when you're listening to these discographies. Like when I flew out to Mississippi, I only listened, and that was like a two hour, two, three hour flight. I only listened to Killing with a Smile on Horizons. And then I stopped hmm. on the way back a week later. I did listen to Deep Blue and Atlas. I just kept going. Yeah. So I, like, I break it down because I have, I mean, I usually, we usually try to plan this a little bit better. So I um, break it down. Revolver only gave it a 2.5 out of 5. Atlas. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. Like uh, I just, I think it was the lyrics too, though. Like nothing really like stood out immediately to me. Um, yeah. Well, the only thing I wrote on lyrics was born with nothing. We die alone. Um, and then the, the years, it's not the years in your life. It's the life in your years. Which is just, you know, it's basically it's not how many years you actually live; it's how much life you live in the years you're alive. So, yeah. you know, obviously you can take that how you want to, but, but that resonates with you because that's kind of how you feel. Like you don't want to sit around and do nothing; you want to go experience life, like vacations and stuff. Like yeah, whatever, traveling, you vacations. Want, you don't want to sit at home and worry yeah, about the so, world. Yeah. So on the river, that's the lyrics from that, and that resonates a lot with me. Um, so. Uh, yeah i just i think it was just a discography burnout because when atlas came on i had just listened to horizons and deep blue mm -hmm. so like that whole day because i was listening to atlas on my way home from natalins so i know that it was like i had listened to been listening to it all day like all day and i just think there's discography burnout i mean it's huge when you're someone's discography yeah plus when you're going from horizons deep blue to atlas yeah i'm literally seeing out of those three out like, of those three, Atlas is the worst, if you will. But it's not even that bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I've already said so many times on the Core Collective that I think Parkway progressively goes down, very, very air quotes, downhill after Horizons. And you hear it. It's just not the same. And when I mean downhill, I don't mean downhill. That's the wrong word. Just they go on a creative, creatively different. different path. Yeah. You know, because... You know, we've talked about people on their Instagram after when um, Darker Still came out at that time. We have kind of talked about this on Core Collective. Um, when Dark, Darker Still came out and everyone's bitching on their Instagram. And, th- and that's when I've been on here saying like, no, nope, they've been different since Deep Blue. Like, this is nothing new. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Deep Blue is heavy as fuck. Atlas is heavy. Um, so if all you're listening to Parkway is for heaviness, then go listen to their first four records and shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know, like, I <laughs> don't I don't know why people want to hear them do the same thing because I sure don't. Correct. And that's why Ire Revenance and Revert Reverence, excuse me, Reverence. Reverence, um, and Darker Still. I absolutely loved these three albums. Darker Still has a couple of really rough songs, but they're so creatively different for these guys. I fucking cherished them. Like I really, really enjoyed listening to all three of these, which I think I did in actually almost the same day. Mm. And 
I think that's where our, I hit like a turning point as a fan because when each of these albums came out, just like Atlas and Deep Blue, nothing really resonated with me because I also wanted just Horizons 3.0 or whatever. But going back and like after seeing documentaries and now with this very last one that's depressing as fuck uh, with Jaya and all his shit and then just the guys really disagreeing with each other and being on the edge of breaking up the band. You can kind of really feel it in the music too. Um, so it kind of made me appreciate it a lot more. And, uh, you know, like I think Atlas could have been the start of that. Like the, they'd said that this was going on for a while. Like it wasn't like new. Mm-hmm. You know, their disagreements with Luke's management or Jeff being a little bit of a control freak with all the producing and all that with the writing. Um, I don't know. I just, I just feel like they're really good. But uh, is there any song you don't like on Atlas besides the 15 seconds of Slow Surrender? I would say it's that song because okay. of that. Yeah, for whatever reason, I, I just love the intro to Slow Surrender. The guitar is like a fucking... Yeah, the... Like, God damn. It just reminded me of old music. It reminded me of like Nirvana. It reminded me of like mm-hmm. older, older bands in the 90s and stuff. Like it's like turned down, but the tones is a lot... Like Clean. the distortion is not yeah, yeah the distortion. Um, yeah, I think the two songs for me that I'm uh, are it's, honestly it's probably just slow surrender because I'm looking at the list and I think swing kind of throws me off a little bit, but I still like that song. So slow surrender is probably my least favorite track on that song that album. Um, do you remember? I just was looking over here. Do you remember going to? So Parkway was on tour in 2011. I don't think we went or they didn't do a tour spot out here or something, or we missed it. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I had this ticket and it was a part, they were headlining and I looked it up and I was like, what the fuck is this? They did like a um, deep blue show in 2011. That was just like really them. They added a couple bands, but no fake figures, deception point and mainstream scare. Nobody, it was a glass house. Nobody I know, but um so I have that ticket too. I forgot about that one. You think you might have? I would just there. assume I was, I was there Carol. because I was all in on concerts at that time. So well, yeah, that was with Mike and Jay, and I was with Carol at the time. I'm pretty sure I was there. I remember going to a concert and Carol was there on a couple of them. So that bitch, stupid bitch. <laughs> Ouch. Anyways, so yeah, dude. Um. And then I wrote a note in here. Huh? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I wrote a note in here, in all caps. Arena metal stage begins. Pretty much, so, and I think that's fine because of how popular they're getting. I think like fans need to understand this shit. And I know you would probably like tell me like, why do you care what other people say? And it's just like I just think it sucks that everyone's allowed to have their own opinion. But I think it sucks that people are allowed to like be so fucking stupid. Like, why would you want? Um, a creative person to be stuck in the same creativity like no like let that shit expand and you know they're playing massive ass arenas especially now like now they're they are as big as you could possibly imagine like winston said and for australia too you know in terms of their popularity like it's like you gotta create music that is also just gonna sound fucking sick live like i fucking cannot stand vice grip when it came out i didn't care for it the second i saw it live i was like i'm in sign me up Mm -hmm. um but now we're on to ire a album i really did not care for 
but on upon this discography re-listen, I fucking love this album. <laughs> it's like really, really good. Um, well, why, why didn't you care for it? Because I don't know, because like Crushed was another single and Crushed is still good till this day. Mm-hmm. Um, Bottom Feeder, I fucking love at the very end when he screams it and says, fuck. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's so good. It's they so left good it in the record from the recording. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I don't know, Eric, because Destroyer and Dying to, to Believe are great. Fractures is fucking sick. Writings on the Walls, badass. Um, I don't know why I didn't care for this album when it came out. I think I was just too much of a metalcore douche. Um, because this album is like really, really good. Yeah, that's probably I, right. I enjoy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy this album a lot. Like I really, really found a new love for it. Um, from top to bottom. I just had a really good time. It was great. I mean, I, was, I, I had fun listening to it. Yeah, I enjoyed it when it came out. Um, it was a departure, obviously, because it is well, the funny thing is, is it's not it. It's not really that not heavy. You know what I mean? I think like it's, it's a better not... version of Atlas for me too, by the way. I want to say that real quick. Yeah. I mean, as I was listening to it again, it's not really like it's not heavy at all. It's like, yeah, the production's really high on it. Um, it's definitely got more anthemic songs, you know, by script and what's the other one? Uh, is it that, no, Sound of Violence or dedicated or dying to believe i mean there's a couple on here but um i mean it still has the heavy parts you know crushed is fucking heavy crushed is the one that starts with the uh, whatever that song i think that's my favorite song although you know even deathless song that's a fucking great song dude Oh, yeah, the, the other two that I'm thinking crushed by the fist of God. Like this is where the Godshed starts. This is where the Godshed starts. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he wants to. Blow I want to talk to Winston so bad. I just want to yeah. ask him, like, "What's up, dude?" You know what it was that I'm thinking of? It's the it's the deluxe edition tracks, "Devil's Calling" and "Into the Dark." Those are the other two that were really anthemic, that are not like super heavy, but we've seen them live. They're fucking heavy. You know, they are. I mean, and that's the cool thing is, is like, maybe people just don't go to concerts like we do Ryan. you know so people just maybe people don't go to as many concerts as we do um and they They probably don't don't, dude when they when they hear a record like this and they're used to horizons and deep blue and even atlas and then you get to this and i i think this is comparable to atlas if not just a bit better to be quite honest and they still think this is not as good as it was right um they don't go like, oh, it's the Iyer Tour. They're not going to go. But I'm looking at the Iyer Tour and what we saw. I know exactly why we went, because it was fucking good. It was Miss May I, Thy Artist Murder, and In Heart's Wake. Why the fuck wouldn't we go oh, to that? Oh, yeah, I remember that. I'm looking I remember, on here. Well, yeah, because uh, Miss May I was at the San Diego part. And, um, in Hearts yeah, they were, yeah, In Hearts didn't make it yet. They were on the, yeah. the wheel turn. Um, but Miss May I fucking killed it, and Thy Art Murder was sick as shit. I mean, yeah. it, it was just so, man, that, that place erupted. So, you know, I think that's probably a big portion. And, and honestly, you can't really fuck them. Well, you, you know, listen you to got... people online and I understand what you're You're not listening to, but you may read or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think I, I just, get it. Because and, we have a podcast, I listen to it or I, I read into it because like I knew we were going to do eventually a Parkway episode. Like I want to be able to play devil's advocate because I don't mm. want to defend the band because I think there's things I wish they didn't do, too. But I just think it's important for like these artists to be able to do whatever the fuck they want, like. 
I still think of like hundredth till this day, man. Like, fuck, look at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their their last heavy music was their best music, and then they changed it. Right. Uh, you know, and it thankfully I think they're still amazing. But uh they really changed it. Yeah, they went straight fucking shoegaze from fucking straight up hardcore. Like they really started out as straight hardcore and then went to that shit. Um, but one of the songs I really like too is, and I remember Winston talking about it in like an interview, or I think maybe just in person when he, they played it live, was the song dedicated. Dedicated. Talking about how they like they're dedicated to this, you know, the music and like their fans and their creative process, and I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, writings on the walls, fucking sick. Um, God, it's just it's a good record. This record just like, like if I wanted like a summertime metal record fucking hanging out with friends having a good time family yeah this is the one to put on for sure this is this is for sure the one to put on the uh you know when you brought up dedicated when you started talking to me before you said dedicated i looked at the list i was like he's gonna say dedicated but i think you and i were there with whoever else and that's something too you know not only these guys have great music to put on as a great live show but in between each song some bands suck (laughs) i mean or they're just they say pointless shit, dumb shit. Yeah. Two of my favorite, two or three actually of my favorite bands that say meaningful um, things between songs is Parkway Architects and Stick to Your Guns. And I think that that's another reason that I have a good um, following and love for Parkway because Winston usually says smart, well spoken, deep shit to deep things and insight to the songs insight to his life insight to the world and just you know i think that actually just adds to um what these guys are and how how they are you know well that's true too because uh sam and jesse do that too where they talk about like why this song like i'll never forget i think we're at the knitting factory or whatever that church was and um it was right after Diamond came out, and Jesse's like, "Oh, like built upon the sound." It's like my cousin who's in prison and shit, and I was like, "Fuck!" And then when he's screaming, "I understand you," I'm like, "Oh God!" Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know Sam always talking about their shit. Yeah, I think those guys are three good pillars of in between songs, keeping yeah. the fans entertained. That's why people piss me off when they're like, "It's just screaming." Like, fuck you! It's not. It is screaming, but it's meaningful and it's therapeutic to a degree yeah i yeah i was trying to tell natalie's friend last night i'm like listen i know it's just screaming because she's like oh it's the devil's music or whatever she said i mean obviously she's fucking around but like honestly like if you're to listen to these lyrics like you'd be like holy shit this is some of the deepest stuff i think i've ever heard i'm like it's just cool to i don't know be able to share that with someone and yeah well i'm riding around i've been riding around for months with one of my technicians who's going to be like my lead guy yeah and I never strayed away from what I listened to, even though he's in the car with me. And I even turned it up loud. <laughs> and then I could see him kind of getting into a little bit on some some bands. Trivium was probably where I started to see it when we were doing the discography stuff for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've shown him. I'm like, dude, check this shit out. Like, look at the lyrics. Like, it's not just fucking screaming stuff. It has a purpose. It has what people have gone through. And it is therapeutic to a degree depending on what you're dealing with and who you are i think so, it's a matter of seeing it live unfortunately oh he's but he's down he wants to go um, he loves kubla Khan. <laughs> really yeah. throwing him in the deep end there huh oh dude 
Kubla Khan's like the new fucking Bayard's murder and fucking Winds of Plague and fucking Black Dahlia murder, all that shit. Yeah, we were we were talking about going, but we were working overnights and it just wasn't gonna work out. Isn't the next Bayard's murder was playing May? with uh huh? Isn't our next concert in May with Thrice or something? Or maybe you and me. I got like three before that. Oh, gotcha. I'm Chris and I are going to see Demon Hunter. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Brian and I are going to see Lorna Shore, Mastodon Gajira, and I think there's something else. Oh, Whitechapel. I think it's before. I'm supposed to go with Matt to Whitechapel and Entheos. Matt? Summers. Oh. Yeah. Shout Anyways, out to Matt. Yeah. Shout out to Matt. That snake loving, metal loving motherfucker. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Um... Yeah, so I don't think there's much else to say about Iyer. I really don't. I just think Iyer is really good. I love how the how clean the guitar sound and clean the drum sound. Winston's vocals are top tier as always. Like you said earlier, the production is just really a step above Atlas here. Um, I just think this album hit something for me that Atlas just still doesn't. Uh, I don't know what it is because, like I said, Atlas isn't bad at all. Um, but Iyer just really, really gets me pumped and like we are going to just constantly just harping on here is just how much we've seen these bands live and just knowing that like i know exactly what these songs are going to sound like live and i know the kind of crowd we're going to be in like it just gets me excited and pumped up so i just a really good album and next is reverence and i actually liked reverence when it came out um but i like it more now so yeah reverence is awesome um yeah i enjoyed it they had good songs when they came out wishing wells wishing wells oh, fuck man um shadow boxing i like shadow boxing a lot um yeah shadow the void was too. one of their singles too right and the yes. void's another you know arena metal style you know devil's calling into the dark um vice grip type song and then to wrap Still- the album up with chronos and the color of leaving god damn <laughs> well the cut co- so I actually okay, so I have two things, two notes on this album in particular. One is they fucking wasted the biggest. I love the the song. I love it. They waste. We've talked about this. They wasted the biggest fucking opportunity of a lifetime to go the fuck off, Ryan. And you know what I'm talking about with the song um, "Cemetery Bloom." Okay. Love it. And I Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love the lyrics. I love the the ambiance of the song. I love the production. I love what he's saying. The the guitar work, you know, and then and then it gets this little build up, this little build up, and it's done. Dude, Ben and and they fucking missed it. They missed an opportunity. I'm literally listening to the last 30 seconds right now. (laughs) Just go off, bro. And as much as I do like the song, when I listened to the record, I was like, fuck, man. It's just a letdown. It's a super letdown. Yeah, I don't really know what they were thinking. Because when I first heard the song, I thought I was waiting. I was waiting for it. I was like, fuck, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I mean, just a 10 second, 20 second break. Well, no, I remember something. that was like a massive critique, like a lot of people had. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love, they should, I don't know, whatever. That was, so that was one note that I had for this, one of the biggest things. And the second thing is, Cronus is so good, and I actually really enjoy the color of leaving. 
um, what he's saying, but I definitely feel like for this record, they should have flipped him. Yeah. They should have, because I think that the color of leaving ends on like a perfect um, pause and silence and what he's saying has a meaning to it. And then it could have gone into Kronos. Now I didn't listen to, I didn't read all of the Kronos lyrics. So maybe Kronos actually leads into the color of leaving um, lyrically, but anyways, that was, those are my two like biggest notes, gripes, whatever. Well, there's something about, I don't know if it's Kronos or the color of leaving that has to do with like Tom too. I'm sorry, say it again. Uh, Tom Searle, like part of it's like dedicated to him. Oh, is it? Yeah, the color of leaving, okay. I think it is. I think Sam said that or Winston said that. Someone said that somewhere, but I, yeah. I know I've seen that talked about. Yeah, no, and it, and this is just another great record. Um, it's amazing, man. I think Cemetery Bloom is one of the, my favorite songs too, and it just it yeah, listening to it again, it's just um, they could have easily transitioned to a breakdown and then close it out or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just or you got a three minute buildup that doesn't pay off. It's not good. <laughs> this is not good. Uh, Shadow boxing's cool. Um, yeah, I, I like the whole record. I, I really did enjoy myself listening to it again. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, too, with like Ire, Reverence, and Atlas, and then pretty much Deep Blue as well. I haven't listened to these records like start to finish since they came out, basically. Uh, especially uh, uh, Atlas and Ire. Um, but it was really, I really enjoyed myself listening to this and um, just having the perspective and just trying to be a supportive fan and understanding of these guys creating different music. That's not what they started with. Um, I think it's really easy to enjoy yourself listening to this stuff because um, it's not bad. It's still them. Um, I think Winston's vocals when he does like these heavy, clean vocals are sick as fuck too. So I'm pretty happy. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing is the, reverence well ire too um and darker still they um his there's still got the heavy moments his screams have changed like you said it's more of a a yelling scream um but it's still it's really good i mean they that's the thing is they haven't really he's winston's just progressed the whole time with his vocals which has made it uh, a lot, which has made each record kind of different. You know, each thing he's doing a little different. Um, yeah. I mean, Absolute Power is really fucking good. Um, Prey is great. I like that Prey, it's spelt as if you're a prey, you know, being hunted, but it's actually it has double meaning for what the song says, what he's talking about. Yeah. And then this is uh, another one that he's got some God issues, right? Yeah, because prey could be like you're being preyed on to prey, or you know, like he's right. basically in like a war against religion at this point, uh, brother. <laughs> Which I can relate with, and in terms of just how I feel about religion in general, and um, I just think Winston's really hitting everything on the nose. To be completely honest, yeah, I don't think he's really um, um, what's the word like attacking one specific thing i think he's in general general yeah, i think it's like the idea of like following a fa- false god in his eyes or like mm-hmm. you know false prophets or just this idea that there's this higher power ruling everything i don't know i don't want to speak for him but i i just love the lyrics and i love the stories he's telling 
obviously the musicianship is top tier at this point. Um, can't really go wrong, and it was pretty great in the second record in. So, yeah, yeah, Reverence is great, man. It's good, and I I felt that way though when it came out. Like I didn't hate it at all when it came. No, out. I didn't either. Um, I felt I actually. Good. I think I got the vinyl like days, almost a week or five days before. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was able to listen to it. Yeah. And uh, Cemetery, I do remember Cemetery. That's where I was like really excited, but then disappointed very quickly about Cemetery Bloom. Yeah. Like I wonder, because I don't think we've seen them perform Reverence yet in person, right? Um, I think you have. I think I, I might have say, been, I think that I was the one where I missed. Yeah. Because I think you saw Wishing Wells, the Vo- the Void, and Pray with Chris. I remember they played at Riverside. Oh yes, yes. So I have it was this. the Reverence tour, right? Yes, yeah, so I have seen this. That's the one I haven't seen. I was. You were just like unavailable. Yeah, yeah, wasn't it? It was a uh, right here. I'm looking North American tour. Uh, August burns red and weekend Devil Romans. Oh, this is Devil Wears but. Oh, I've seen them twice in Riverside then. Because once in Riverside was with was with Weekend. You're Romans. right. Weekend was Romans. Mm-hmm. So maybe I saw them twice on the maybe Reverence. Maybe you there? have seen them twice on Reverence, playing yeah. Reverence stuff. Yeah. It means I've seen them like once or twice for every record so far, besides the Starker still. Mm-hmm. God damn, I've seen these guys a lot. <laughs> Fucking worth it. Um, yeah, is there anything else you want to say about Reverence? I just I feel like Reverence is straightforward, man. Like it's just a really good record, and uh, you know, um, really I, yeah, I think that's exactly it. I think we discussed things too much on that yeah. one. The, the, not too much, but the things that I didn't enjoy. Yeah, so it's not even that I didn't enjoy it. It's just man, dude, Cemetery Bloom's such a letdown. They could have just fucking knocked it out of the park with that one. Well. Four years later, we have darker still. Yeah. Four years go by. No one really forgot about Parkway. They were just playing a lot of live shows. COVID hit. And, yeah, so uh, that's the thing too, right? So Reverence, you probably saw twice around 2018, 2019, and then COVID. Darker still comes out. Um, and yeah, so darker still. Uh, go ahead with that one. Well, I didn't really care for Darker Still when it came out. The singles were cool, but they weren't like doing anything for me. Um, besides the Darker Still single, I mean, I thought that was really good. Um, yeah, it was different. Um, there's. Mm, it's just a, it's just a different record where. You know, as Apple Music says, the album represents a journey through the darkness, you know, for Parkway Drive's lead vocalist, Winston. And it certainly is that. And this is also when they're doing a documentary about, as we've already kind of spoken about on this podcast so far, is when the band's on the verge of breaking up and they go through therapy to salvage their friendships. And then now the band. Um, I just feel like this album kind of represents this, like this dark place, this sense of being lost and um with like no future in sight for the band like they were like i said on the verge of just being done with this and putting their uh, instruments away um in my opinion there's three terrible songs and the rest of the album's really good 
Um, mm. The songs I don't like are Like Napalm, uh, Stranger, and If a God Can Bleed. I yeah. just don't care for these songs. They don't do anything for me. Like Napalm sounds like the metal I hate because <laughs> um, I'm stupid. But um, honestly, the rest of the record is really fucking fun. Like Soul Bleach is badass. Land of the Lost is sick. Very good. Darker Still is a very fucking fun song. I can't wait to see live. Glitch is not a bad single at all. It's just very generic. It's basic. The guitars are um, un- uninventive. There's nothing special about them. I think Ground Zero is a very actually fun uh, intro to the album. I'm okay with it. Um, it kind of sets you up for what you're about to get into, to be honest. Um, Greatest Fear is fine. Um, that's going to be sick live. Um from the heart of but, darkness is good. Yeah, so I looked up, I just wanted to look up what they actually played in LA on January 31st. Um, and then off of Darker Still. So this whole tour cycle they were doing in the US was Glitch, Soul Bleach, Imperial Heretic, Greatest Fear, and Darker Still. And they still had Prey, Carry On. Void, Vice Grip, Dedicated, Boneyards, Karma, Bottom Feeder, Crushed, Wild Eyes. So that's a really good mix of the last four records. Or no, I'm sorry. Five. Actually, the last five. We still got Horizons in there with Boneyards. And Deep Blue, Karma. So the last six records. Mm -hmm. Karma's just the one song. But anyways, I mean, that sounds like a really good set list to me. Um, I do want to I'm not they're gonna if God I have to come back. Um they just left. I knew I should have went to go. Um you know, when they do come back, we're definitely gonna go see them. Even if it's festivals or something, they might we'll be find on a way. Back. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. Like Napalm is a weak song, just I think it might be the lyrics or the repetitive repetitive repetitiveness of it. I can't remember hundred percent. If a god complete is just a fucking waste. I don't like that song whatsoever. And then strangers a waste 50 seconds. It's a waste of a, a, a number. Um, everything else was like, you, like you said, soul bleach is a great song. Um, glitch is fine. It's not, yeah, horrible. I think glitch it's is not, fine. you know, it's just a darker still. Um, I do want to see that one live, like you said, and then Imperial heretic land of the lost. And from the heart of the darkness, I got a, for some reason, I'm, those aren't ringing a bell in my head. Well, I know I listened. Lost, to... It's um, it was like a chant. He says, "Right, um, keep digging, keep digging the hole down deeper." And like they just say it like a chant. They they sing it like a chant or scream it like a chant. So I thought live would be like really cool to fucking see. I mean, when I listen to Parkway now, I just think about like what their songs are going to sound like live. Not only because we love them so much, we're going to do whatever we can to see them, but I just feel like they're like you said, they're arena band now like i feel like they're creating music that's going to sound good too for the arena well that and they're putting on i mean that's what they talked about they're, they're putting on shows they're bringing this fire fire fucking uh, pyrotechnic stuff they're bringing this drum riser that's moving and rotating and shit they're putting on shows you know yeah so these songs are meant to be more um i mean i know it's some some people enjoyed i i know for me like ben's drumming has been semi dumbed down if you will based off of um horizons and deep blue and even a little bit of atlas 
Um, but it's not like it's the worst thing I've ever heard either, you know, for what well, the yeah, music kinda, that they're making is, it makes sense to go the route that they're going. Well, it's kind of weird too, though, because that's like the thing we were talking about architects. It's like their guitars are kind of like whatever now. And then like Dan's drums are like, yeah. So I wonder if it's just like this phase where these bands are just, I don't know, writing music for bigger avenues. Cause like, you know, architects is kind of pretty big now too. Yeah. Um, it seems weird, but you know, hopefully they come back. Cause I agree. Like Ben's drums, especially in fucking deep blue. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think they want, they want to make it more accessible. I mean, darker still was used for the, um, fucking the FSL, the Fox Sports League in fucking Australia, which is their football. Literally, it's their biggest sport. Correct. So it's like, holy shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Huge. I couldn't the imagine turning on the NFL and hearing darker still like, whoa. Yeah. You know? And then I read in the, I was reading somewhere on here, the last three records hit number one on the IRA charts. I think it's called. Yeah. The ARIA charts. The ARIA. AR, thank you. ARIA. Yeah. 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 No, like Parkway has reached a level that isn't like anything we've seen before with this genre of music you know even in america they're fucking massive i would say yeah um i don't know i'm really happy for these guys i can't wait i mean i'm ready for them to already start writing a new record i'd love to see what they do next yeah Um, because i feel like this record really got rid of i feel like winston let everything out i think this record based off of that uh youtube documentary as well that this was a tough record for every all of them and that's why it's a little I think that's why it's a off. little different. Yeah. And I don't think it's like a bad off, but I definitely no. want to be like, I can't wait to see what these guys do now that they're all on the same page and now that their friendship's been restored. And I'd love to see what they write next. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where the album left me when I listened to it this week. Yeah. I was like, I'm ready for the next thing. Yeah. So who knows, man? I think, you know, there was just a lot of time in between you know, reverence. So there's a lot of time through life and just in general with music in between reverence and darker still, and a lot of other bands that have really stepped up in the metal and metalcore genre, I would say. Mm-hmm. So even though Parkway's as big as they are, I don't think they should let their foot off the gas to being like the top of the top because there's a ton of really good bands out there now. Yeah. Who are like, like I, I'm just throwing this out there. I, you know, I don't think they're anything close to Parkway, but the new Everyone Dies in Utah song I sent, it's nothing new, but for that band, man, it fucking sounds good. Like, the, I forgot the lead singer's vocal, or, but his vocals are like fucking perfect. Um, I thought the song was really great. And it's like, damn, like, there's so many of these bands that are like coming back, or there's a lot of these new bands like Kubla Khan, Lorna Shore, um, just mass invent animate currents, been around forever, but now they're fucking really like really really top tier i mean they're doing um, their first headlining tour nice yeah event animates great they've been around for a while king of the giants go. is making their way up hopefully they continue um there's just a lot of i mean double wears prada been around forever and now they're at the top of their game i mean holy shit reaching the new latest single if you haven't listened to it go fucking listen to it it makes sense for why it wasn't on the record in my opinion but the song is stellar i mean holy shit um the new Lincoln Park song, Fighting Myself. Oh my God. It's a really good song, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's on my it's on my playlist. It's really good, dude. It's like the last minute of that song is incredible. Yeah. Anywho, that's Parkway Drive. I really don't have much more to say. Um, they're one of my favorite bands in the world. 
Um, probably my can favorite live band to see right next to Architects. Go ahead, Eric. Can you put their stuff in order of your favorite? Their records? I'd say it goes um, Horizons, Killing with a Smile, Deep Blue, Ire, Reverence, Darker Still, Atlas. Really? Yeah, I think Ire is way better than... Uh, yeah, that's just what I'm going with. I think Atlas is the worst. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I would. Oh, yeah, Eric's about to get invaded. Um, yeah, I guess I'd probably have to go. Killing with a Smile, Horizons, Deep Blue. I'm going to go those three in order just because of... I can't uh, I can't get away from Killing with a Smile. I mean, I know Horizons it was really, is technically better. It was really hard. Well, that's why Horizons beat it because it's technically uh, better production, better musicianship. But I would easily say like Killing with a Smile is the best. It was really hard for me to not say number one for that. Yeah. I feel like they have two different stages of their career. You have those three records and then you have the last four records. And if you're looking at the last four records, I'd probably go. I'd probably go, Ire, Revenants, Atlas, Darker, Still. And to be honest, that's no slight to anything because they're all they're all basic good records. records. Yeah. So, like, even me not liking Atlas doesn't mean shit because I still love it. <laughs> like, I just think as opposed to the other music they made, that's all. It's just you know, which is <laughs> a compliment to them. They don't have a bad record. Yeah. So there you go, guys. Uh, I want to ask you too, Ryan. What are you, what are you listening to right now? What's new for you? Uh, like I said, uh, "Everyone Dies in Utah" came out with a single. I'm really hoping they release a full record. Um, I've kind of championed this band on my own for a while now, for almost a decade. I'd love to see them come out with a new album and either hang it up or at least try to make something happen in this industry because I think they finally figured it out and their sound is really good across the board. Um. Our friend Levi finally released a full record for the latest singles and all put together with some new ones for fucking World Divided. Um, with a new record, All the Angels Cry. I love that. I like dude. the cover. I love the cover. I love, I, I feel like this good. is a concept album, by the way. I feel like this is a massive concept album and I fucking loved it. I mean, holy shit. Um, yeah. Um, listening to College Park by Logic um i love me some hip-hop and rap um i like logic a lot because he's heavily influenced by his predecessors and he really tries to either guest spot them onto his songs or um the sound and the production it sounds like old school hip-hop and rap from like the late 90s and shit and i'm all about that so please check out that um started august burns red and then got bored i had to go back to it uh august burns red death below um, nothing against August Burns Red, but they kind of just sound the same at this point to me. Um, and then I had to check out your playlist. I don't have anything else. I have Soma, Half Me, and then I have the Amity Affliction, Sleep Token, Dark Waves, Single, EP thing. Hi, Maddie. Uh, and then I have Death Grip on Yesterday by Atreyu. Um, just because it randomly came up and I was listening to it. But honestly, I've just been focusing on the discography and podcast. 
So that's it right now this week. Yeah. But World Divided was a fucking massive treat. And I made sure to listen to that right away. And then August Burns Red, I'll finish eventually. I don't know. I'm bored of it already. Yeah. I mean, the cleansing was a really good song. Um, I think it's like track two or three. Well, the yeah, first I mean, two tracks, I got bored. I know Jesse Leach is on the next one. So I'm just going to, I just got to keep going. I think I already heard that song, though. I think that was a music video or something. That's a good song. Yeah. That was their first single. Yeah. I've been into, I was listening to The World Divided. Um, the Amity Affliction stuff's coming out. They had a new song. And that was fun. New record. Okay. Their stuff's fucking good, dude. Yeah. And they're last... coming back for like a fucking tour that, man, I mean, I don't know. They're, they they're really, they stepped it up shit out. massively. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> they were they were my go-to joke for sounding the same all the time, and they said, "Fuck you, Ryan." Here's what we got now, bitch. Yeah. What else you got? Crown, Crown the Empire's new stuff's been pretty good. I love of Sulfur. Uh, I think they're gonna be getting pretty big here. Um, this Ricky Hoover is the singer or screamer, whatever harsh vocals. He used to be in Suffocate out of L.A. Oh, okay. Uh, what else? Resolve, they're coming out. I think they're going to be coming out with some stuff. And then To Kill Achilles came out with a new song that has really pretty good lyrics. And then, as far as new albums, full length albums, because these are mostly singles, Invent Animate, uh, Heavener. That's fucking, it was really good. It was real good. Um, I don't know if you've gotten to listen to it yet. Not yet. I'll put it on the list. And then, uh, Vicera that they're good too. A lot of good yeah. stuff coming out. Um yeah, I was gonna say I don't know how you if anybody's on here listening to and wants to check out my playlists they, and they've got Apple Music, they can do so. Yeah, I'll post um, them like when the episode comes out or something. Yeah. So that's what's going on here. So, awesome. Well, let's see uh Parkwave. Parkway Drive episode of the Core Collective. I'm super happy to do it. Uh, I kind of just like these episodes where we talk about bands and their discographies. I think it's the shit. Um, speaking of shit, I got to take one. Um, <laughs> I do pretty bad. Um, yeah, that's it. So thank you guys so much for listening. And um, Eric, do you have anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? Nope, that's it. Enjoy, everybody. Go listen to some Parkway Drive. Go listen to Parkway Drive. Go backwards. Listen- Go, go backwards, backwards. Start from darker still and go to killing. That actually smile. might be a better treat for you. If you've never yeah. listened to part. You might really start with darker it. still. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.